0: Hello, all. Welcome to another episode of Doing Mr. Rogers. We have myself, Kim, and Megan here with me. And we have both watched our weekly episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And as always, we are ready and eager to chat with you about all the great insights and nuggets of wisdom that we have found. So be prepared to be amazed, be prepared to be riveted, or go with the safe bet and just keep your hopes low. And you might actually find it slightly amusing. Either way, (laughs) Either way, this week's episodes are Mr. Rogers Goes to the Zoo from 1982, and Mr. Rogers Talks About Learning from 1992. Oh, fun, the zoo. I want to hear about that first. <laughs> you can find the links to these episodes on our site at doingmrrogers.com, as always. Well, I did watch an episode about going to the zoo, um, and first I must say, it was it was fun, actually, just to watch. Um, we He went through the different animals, and we got to see, just sort of watch them. It was kind of quiet time, actually, if you just, as he just filmed the animals, which was kind of cool. Um, but then at one point, he met with one of the zookeepers, and they um, made meals for the panda bears. Um, and then they went out, and they fed the panda bears. And, of course, the pandas are kept somewhere else while they put the food out, and then they... Are let out once the humans are out of the area and then they sit and watch it um, and it was just really cute um, you know it was another one of those episodes which he seems to do a lot of where he just sort of has moments with the people he spends time with um, and this one was with the zookeeper it was a, a young woman maybe thirties, something like that um, and just kind of asked her you know kind of talked to, as he watched her watch the pandas was just kind of like you know I can tell you really enjoy this um, which I just thought was cool. I love to see people enjoy their jobs. Um, and then again, you know, we talked a little bit last time about um, what you liked as a kid, um, and how he always asks that question. So of course, he asked that question to her again, which was, you know, did you like animals as a kid? Do you have pets? Um, and she said she did. She says she still have pets. She said she was an outdoor person. Um, And she did a lot of different things. And one of the things she did a lot of is she got a lot of chances to come to the zoo. Um, And actually, um, while last time we talked a little bit about, you know, using the things that you enjoyed as a kid to think about what you might want to do with your life, even now as adults, um, as so many of us are sort of shifting and deciding we're not particularly happy doing whatever we're doing. Um, This sort of, the way he kind of talked about it this time, it just sort of made me think about experiences, Um, And the importance of really pushing yourself as an adult um, now, um, which is still pushing yourself to to have new experiences, to go to new places and to try new things. um, Because there's really such an opportunity in it to find more things that you like, more things that you're good at and more things that ways that you can just enjoy your life and being in the world.
1: Well, and I feel like that's a real easy thing we can cop out on as we get older, too. Like, it's real easy to stay in your comfort zone and go to the same vacation spot every year and read the same kind of books and watch the same kind of movies and that kind of thing. So, like, that kind of gut check and reminder to push yourself to try new things and explore your ever-evolving changes and taste and interest, like, that that needs to be a gut check reminder often for us. Like sometimes I find myself kind of, kind of padoodling along and then (laughs) I'll be like, I'm just in my same old grind. I need to switch it up. So that's just a good reminder in general, because especially as adults, we can just get in our set in our ways.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, And it, and it spoke to me in particular because I feel like, you know, I've always, I, well, I've, I've always thought of myself as someone who tries new things and tries, you know, experience new things regularly. And I think that's that's very much true. But, you know, it made me realize that that I feel like I've recently stopped doing that as much as I used to. Um, I feel like I've gotten... Com- complacent isn't quite the right word. Um, it's a little more negative than I like to say, but, um, but it's the best one I can come up with. But complacent in a way. Um, and for me, I know it also brings with it a melancholy just sort of mood when, when I disrupt my life and my day with things, um, there's sort of a life that it breathes into you. Even if you don't like whatever you did, I, there's, there's never a time that I've tried something new or gone to an, even a new restaurant, even if I hated it, I was like, you know what though? I'm glad I went. I never say, I wish I would have stayed home instead, or I wish I would have done this instead. Um, and so i think I think there's something to be said about that, and it doesn't have to have be necessarily a great experience, but for some reason, just that disruption in your life seems to to make a difference,
1: yeah, and we have to like actively seek it and you know, I'm going to bring this up again, because this is what's going on currently, but the coronavirus pandemic is going on, and we're all kind of on lockdown at home. And it brings us forth a whole new challenge of that of like, how do we push ourselves and do something different when we're sitting inside of our houses driving each other crazy. And you you really have to be more creative about that, too. Is it, you know, or, you know, ordering new books? Is it um, for me, it's trying new paint colors in my bedroom and painting the walls back and forth, different colors, way too many times, like a crazy person. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like kind of yeah. pushing yourself in li- little ways. Like I agree, you know, we've talked before how our lives have changed pretty significantly since we kind of left our corporate jobs and are our- building our own businesses. And, um, I felt that way too, that I've just kind of stopped I'm doing the same things. I'm doing them well, but I'm doing the same things. Well, not all well. Um, So... (laughs) Things like, for example, this podcast, never in a million freaking years would I ever think I would do a podcast because I personally hate to hear my voice. Um, but we both <laughs> just push ourselves to do that. So yeah. I mean, it, it really, and when you find other people who are willing to push you that way, your partner, yeah. friends like you, like it becomes contagious. So when you do it, you set that example for other people. And when you're around other people who kind of, agree in that kind of lifestyle it encourages you to push yourself a bit too
0: yeah it's funny I I I can't agree more and and this podcast is a great example because it's something yeah I, I never have done I never thought I would do um and I found such fun in it and such enjoyment and I catch myself daydreaming about other podcasts I could start and create and whether I'm good at this or not it doesn't even matter. It's, I found something new that maybe even five years ago, I wouldn't have liked doing this. I wouldn't have found such enjoyment in it. Um, but I do now, and and you mentioned your tastes changing. And I think that's an interesting point too, because your tastes do change over time. You, you evolve hopefully as a person. And so what you like evolves, what you're good at evolves. Um, and so those new experiences can really sometimes like this be so fulfilling and such a Brings such a piece to your life and sort of get lucky on some some, of them, sometimes that can sort of shift direction for you and maybe get you out of a rut that you were stuck in. Um, but it does take dedication. I know, um, my sister, you know, especially they're on spring break right now and stuck at home and we had planned a trip together. Um, and one of the things that she's, she does, and I tried to do this too, which is sort of have a calendar. And I'm hearing a lot of other people doing this too, where, where you do. It makes, you know, this this sort of home lockdown a lot of us are in, sort of makes you, forces you to be a little bit more aware and creative about how you go about doing this stuff and how you entertain yourself. And so it's, you know, even creating a calendar where, it's once a week, then you have something on it where here's what we're gonna do, this new thing, right? We're gonna paint, we're going to build something, we're going to watch this weird movie or whatever it might be. And that's, that's a really nice way to sort of hold yourself accountable, but it doesn't feel like that even. It really feels more like things to look forward to, but it's an easy way to, to make sure you're doing those things and getting all the benefits from, from trying new things.
1: Well, because right now it's real easy just to sit on your couch and watch some news station twenty four seven and drive yourself crazy and eat way too many snacks. So <laughs> that's a good so idea that's to just put stuff <laughs> on the calendar to do is like get up, go outside, and plant one thing, or yeah. like you know, yeah. Me, I need to, I'm trying to be more aware of that too, because it's like it's real easy to slip into yeah. lazy mode and. Then especially when it's anxious times to just want to kind of like yeah. bunker down and not do much, but we can, we can get creative and I'm yeah. inspired by that.
0: I am too. I really liked that one. Cause I, I wrote that down for myself and I was like, okay, I was like, no, that's right. I need to experience more do more. And I can do that now. You know, again, you, your backyard holds a world of, of opportunity. You know what I mean? Go out and collect leaves and see what they look like. Yeah. I'm 43 year olds old and I'll freaking go out and collect leaves and take, and look them up online. Like, you know what? I'll probably freaking enjoy it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not judging myself. I'm not judging anybody else. No <laughs> right. But um, my girlfriend yeah. did just
1: cut her own hair today. And I was like, eh, Ooh. Did, a good, <laughs> did a good job. And now it's got me thinking, I'm like, Maybe I should cut my hair I won't, mine won't turn out as good but uh yes
0: yeah. you know what you'll learn a lesson from it it'll maybe make you laugh like you should, I bangs? Out of should I do it <laughs> should I do bangs Should I do bangs oh my gosh that's so funny my my you know all the things from the 80s are coming back right in, in the last several years um, and I was talking to my 13 year old niece about it and we were joking around about her because to her because she has a lot of those clothes and, and bangs came and I was like, you see, I was like, wait, I was like, wait another year. I bet you'll be cutting your own bangs. She's like, no, she's like, she she <laughs> bet me. She said she'd give me a hundred dollars if she cut her, she cut bangs first. So.
1: Pretty soon, it, she's gonna do like the hard wave with the hairspray
0: and the half <laughs> bangs down. I know. So I don't. I that. think I think I'll have to put a stop to that. I think there'll <laughs> have to be some kind of intervention once it goes that far, but we'll see
1: kind of want perms to come back but I want them to be like non-toxic I want someone to <laughs> there probably are some out there I want some non-toxic perm option that I can do at home I would totally do that right now I yeah. you know what after this podcast I'm going online and I'm finding <laughs> some kind of organic perming solution because my hair is really long now so even if it curls up real tight it'll just be a little shorter, maybe that's how I do the haircut. I give myself, well, a or haircut.
0: or you can do what my nieces do, and when your hair is wet, you can put in a couple of French braids and let it dry in your braids, and then take it out. It's that sounds cheap, cheap less
1: risky. Yes, that sounds less risky. <laughs> but I like to work in extremes, Kim. So <laughs> that's I'm, true. You I want a
0: permanent route. <laughs> go for the permanent route. Order it online with where it's not a brand name, like just go all all in risk i say <laughs> all in
1: chemicals all in risk all in exactly. permanent it'll be a funny story like it'll be, <laughs> I'll get a lot of facebook likes on the before and after there you go very <laughs> true sorry i don't know how we got from pandas to that but
0: we did we did regress we must be holed up in our houses a little too long here um well i will say another one um, from my episode well, first, at some point, you know, you go and make believe land as we always do, and King Friday. and he was just like, yeah, we're having this parade. It was one of the it was um, one of the the like uh, one of the characters' birthdays. so he was throwing a huge parade for them, and he was just kind of being like i I'm throwing a parade because I want to." and they're like, does she even want it?" And he was like, everyone wants a parade, like you know whatever. Um, and I was thinking to myself, it's interesting, like what's the purpose of having?" king friday as a character i feel like all the characters back there sort of play like a personality or play like a reason like the lady whatever name is that i've mentioned before where she's like got a red face she can kind of be like the grouch of the group um and again she's the one that i relate to the most. <laughs> she's more a realist i'll put it that way but um so anyway i was like king friday what is his role and then as it as it went on he talked a bit more, you know, about he was like, "Yeah, now we're gonna have, throw a huge party now after this parade." And someone was like, "Well, you know, the birthday character—they're like, she's having a picnic and she seems to be having fun just doing that." And he was like, "That's he basically was like that's ridiculous. No one would want to be doing that when they could have a party." Um, he's the and man. Then, he's
1: the man telling you what you should want.
0: Yeah. you're right he is he's kind of like the authority maybe he's like the authority figure that's like the one that tells everyone what to do and again this is the kind of kids show but maybe it's for all of us where it's like it's the authority figure in your life that for all of us no matter who the authority figure is your boss your parents whoever like there is there is a need to question and there is a need to not Take what they are, not try to be something different, be whatever you are and not sort of feel like you have to be that thing or that person or do what they say. Maybe that's kind of his role is to help yeah. us sort of all. Yeah. And I got to say, like,
1: I historically throughout since Megan began, we're talking on. <laughs> I have been here. Yeah. <laughs> 18 months old on. I've been told I have an authority problem. And I am like, you're damn right I do. And everyone should have authority problem. I don't even believe in authorities. How about that? I don't even believe because you're my boss. I don't even believe because you're the president that you have authority over me. I don't, I believe all humans are equal. Period. And so, like, I the concept of authority just pisses me off beyond belief. And I know that's – a lot of people think that's really extreme. Perhaps it is. But this whole, like, thing of someone else having authority over you or telling you what you should like or what you should do, uh uh-uh, I'm not having it. So I love that everyone kind of questions King Friday, and it teaches kids that they – authorities or your perceived authorities as I like to say um, should be questioned and because a lot of times kids are taught to trust adults but there's bad adults out there so you better question yeah. everyone's motives and take that independent thinking into real life and you will grow I swear to God my authority problem has helped me in my career it's helped me probably just my career
0: I'm trying to think any other <laughs> I got the rest out. of okay. life it's a little Good. sketchy but yeah, whatever. It didn't really help <laughs> that as a teenager.
1: Most <laughs> worked out with that kind of revolutionary thinking when I was twelve and telling the man that I could take <laughs> pot if I want to. But um, in my career, it did help because I didn't have a problem challenging things from old CEOs or like I didn't I didn't see them as like higher than me, and I felt like I can my voice was just as important as theirs, and um whether that's true or not and I think also questioning them and being willing to question them to their face and not having a problem with it is important so keep teaching these kids that maybe that's why he exists because he kind of says ridiculous things like he laughs at what people really feel and kids should be like well wait no that's not right I can feel what I want to feel man
0: yeah, I, I agree. And I think I was a bit like you as a kid where I don't know how I where I got it from. But I was a bit the same where it was kind of like, even if you were an adult, I still it didn't mean that you were right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always questioned. Um, and I agree with you. I think that's important. And, and I think it's important. Because I and I think, That's that is in our our culture. And I think it's important because it also helps us create new ways, you know, create new ideas to innovate is unless unless you're questioning, unless you're saying, I personally don't necessarily want to do it that way, you're not going to innovate, you're not going to come up with new ideas, you're not going to come up with, you know, Facebook for better or for worse, you know what I mean? You're not gonna come up with Google or Amazon or I'm saying all these things that may not be the best for the world or all of us in general, but (laughs) there's gotta be something that someone came up with for the love of God that was good for us all 100% of the time and put, insert that here. (laughs) But even so, you know, any of these businesses, any of these things, they have brought a lot of great things to to the world, to, to our country, to us, to me jobs and again it's just i think that's important i think it's in in being happy and finding what you like because all every one of us are very different um and so that that you know i i've always admired people who were not it's not ashamed but it's almost like they don't even think twice about like going and doing something else or trying something else and it's always, I've always admired those people. And I, I do that to some extent, but I think I, I still question myself a lot. Um, and, and the people that don't, I think, are these people that are sort of, they're free thinkers and sort of independent thinkers. And, and they tend to seem to be happier in the world too, frankly.
1: Yeah, it's motivating to be around people like that. And I, I feel like I, I try to do that a lot. I don't always achieve it. And for a long, actually, for a long time, I got stuck in something that I didn't want to be in. And I just kind of went along with it for a little too long, um, which is why I made a career shift. Um, But yeah, being around those kind of folks is important. And I keep, you know, I want that spirit of of anti-authoritarianism and questioning the man, like. I hope I never lose that and I hope that kids have that except it is really annoying when kids do that to you now when you're the adult
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say I bet parents are like you two shut your mouths like you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) I get that too (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> which is totally true like i do not have kids and thank god i could handle it um but what but you know what i have been a boss and i and i have been cool with people challenging me and i don't want people to blindly like follow my lead just because i think something's right like i i can swallow that pill a little bit too so maybe not with a 4 year old and that's ridiculous to do that with a 4 year old <laughs> but i think we'd all be good to kind of put ourselves on equal level a little bit more and not be this king dude trying to tell people what they need or what's best for them.
0: I think that makes sense. And I think even with kids, I think maybe there's some, maybe it's just a way of thinking. I I get your kids need to listen to you and there's a reason for that. Um, uh, But if your kids aren't listening to you or if they are questioning or they are rebelling, you know, maybe maybe there's a way to do whatever you need to do. Maybe there's a way to look at it and be like, you know what? Though, this is going to serve them well in adulthood. So, you know, it's not also also bad. Hopefully, but I love giving
1: advice to parents when I'm not a parent myself. <laughs> I think that's what this podcast should <laughs> be: is non-parents teaching <laughs> parents how to
0: teach their kids. <laughs> I that's Yes, and I do it all the time, and I say this me to parents, too. and I'll say this to everyone out there. You know what? I mean? Take it with a grain of salt or just close your ears and tune out until we change this subject. I do not blame you. I, I'm just trying to help them look on the bright side, maybe in challenging you know, times. I don't know.
1: It's a good perspective, and I'm just <laughs> a little bit of crap because I get that all the time, too. I'm like, I find myself, I'm being like, oh, well, this is so good for me. <laughs> challenge authority and then like my sister-in-law who has three kids under the age of five is like go F yourself like you have no <laughs> idea what life is like when you have three kids especially right now locked in a house during coronavirus <laughs> yes. pandemic like we're making a lot of people upset right now but we I don't are. Know, try to think about it from our kidless point of view it makes a lot of sense
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, re- we'll write a how to raise your kids for people who don't have kids <laughs> There's money in in that. We'll we'll follow up on that. So the (laughs) the the only thing I will say quickly here before um I want to hear about your episode is one thing I did learn at the end is you know the I love you sign you make with your hand where you put your pinky finger, your your forefinger and your thumb up? Yep. I always thought each one was like your pinky was I, your forefinger was love, and your thumb was you. Mr. Rogers told me that your pinky finger, so hold that up, just your pinky finger is I, then just hold up your forefinger and your thumb, it makes an L, which is love. for love, and then you hold up your forefinger and your pinky, which makes a say, say uh, excuse me, of a U, and then you put them all up together, then you have the four, the three shapes that represent I love you. I totally didn't know that. Am I'm I crazy? Did that- you know that?
1: I actually did because um when I lived in Minnesota during third grade and Minnesota has this amazing public school system and they taught us sign language. So mm. I still remember how to do the alphabet and little things like the I love you thing. So I actually did know that. That's something I don't remember a lot, but for some reason that stuck with me. So I'm glad I'm glad you know it too.
0: Damn Catholic school. Totally missed that. <laughs> Anyway, tell me a little about your episode. Uh, so, this one was all about
1: learning. Um, the episode was titled, Mr. Roger Talks, Mr. Rogers Talks About Learning. It was episode 1652, I don't know what year it was, probably... 1992, I looked it up. Oh, 92. I gotta do the intro, I gotta look this okay. up. Uh, <laughs> okay, so 92. Alright, so, um, it was okay. It, you know, it's all about teaching kids that learning things is good and if it takes you a while to get it it's okay you just have to practice and it's good to have someone you love practice with you to help you do new things and so they take them through like how to say namaste in hindi and um how to you know someone comes and talks about her travels and things she's learned about going around the world and mr rogers learns new songs and how to use the kazoo and it's like oh i'm at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm in coronavirus anxiety. Like, this is great, but come on, let's get to some lessons here. Um,
0: I already pulled a lesson from that. I got to be honest; I wrote it down. But continue on. What? Let's, let's stop there. What was it? That it takes time to learn things. It takes practice. I'm one of those people who, if I do, I can't do things right off the bat, I get pissed. I hate myself. I think I suck. And I see I see kids do that. I see other adults do that. And that idea of like you got to be patient with yourself and you got to put in the work and that's how pe- that's how you do well again small business owners it's sort of the same thing that I never knew before I became one yes. is you got to put in the work to succeed there's there's not a lot of you know snap your fingers and ban your success and you're good at things so I actually like that one that's a good reminder to me
1: fair enough that's true maybe I just didn't want to hear that because it's annoying and right now I'm like <laughs> I'm going, yeah, I, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, I know it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Fair enough. So
0: anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> that's
1: okay. That was a really good point. I think I just didn't want to hear that. I did write down here. Patience is a, is, is a virtue. And it was a lesson I got. Cause at the, at the end. So the whole episode is about learning. Like they go on make believe land and they learn about where the wind comes from and, all this kind of stuff. And um, they come back and in real world and Mr. Rogers is teaching them how to tie a shoe and all this stuff. And, you know, in the end, he just looks at the camera and says, you know, children learn a lot from adults, but adults learn a lot from children too. And he kind of ended with that. And I thought that was cool because it, it really goes back to we're all human beings and it I, I, it's a good message telling kids that you know adults aren't always right you also have something to offer this world right now as you are as a child and adults can learn from you so it made me kind of think like what have I learned from kids like, like I mentioned my sister-in-law and my brother they have three kids um, who are very young what have I learned from them well one that life is crazy and you just roll with it when you're watching three kids. Um, but also <laughs> patience and goofiness and yeah. time, slowing down time to just play and how actually good for the heart that is. Like when we actually when we babysit them, I hate that we moved out of state for this reason because I don't get to see them as often. But when my partner and I would babysit them, it was so fun to just sit. And play, but honestly, I sucked at it at first, and I had to, like, retrain myself how to play with kids and let myself go into that space to just be, like, slow down time and get into, like, make-believe land and be goofy and funny, and it it slows your heart rate down. It's fun. And so just kids teach you to just slow down and be in the moment, kind of like how, oh, God, I always – come. I got to stop this because there's another thing parents are going to be mad. I always compare kids to dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Olive does that for yeah. me. <laughs>
1: I learned the same kids. I learned from my dogs in the moment, but it is true. And yeah, I think, you know, another thing that I was thinking about is just that curiosity um, being yeah. around fires me to be curious again and to question things and, Sometimes, like, my niece had, like, I forget what it was, but she was here, and she's like, well, why does that work like that? I'm like, good point. I don't know. And, like, really looking at the world through the eyes of someone who's just looking at it for the first time is kind of fun and may lead to cool solutions or business ideas or just discoveries. So, I don't know. It just got me thinking, and I really appreciate that, again, Mr. Rogers respects children and for him to just say, yeah, you learn a lot from adults, but guess what? Adults learn a lot from you too and you're valuable. That was cool.
0: That is, I love that and I I totally agree. My nieces, they they taught me that. They brought out sort of my goofy side which I I lost for several years. Um, and it's just sort of yeah, that making jokes, being stupid, making faces in public like you know things you don't do with your adult friends. Although I will say, now that I hang out with my nieces, and that part is out of me, it does come out sometimes around other adults. I think everyone, everyone responds to it. I think it, it's more of like a carefreeness that I think everyone responds to, regardless of who it's coming from, or in what environment. Um, and they definitely can teach us that, and and just anything really, right? Like I I watch my nieces learn. Um, and I watch them sort of take in information and I see in their faces it changing the way now they're going to behave. And for me, one of the things it teaches me is to really be more aware of how I interact with them because, yeah, that, that comment or that thing that I don't think much of, that's shaping who they are. They, they have, you know, so much less experience around whatever it is we're doing right now. that that weight of what I'm now saying about it, it has such a heavier impact on them and now they're thinking of it than it does any adult I would ever talk to. Um, So it's it's interesting. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, you mentioned dogs. I will throw out my dog because I was just telling my sister this. I was like, you know, I learn a lot from her. And one of the things that Every morning I have this healthy shake. I, I drink and I sit on the floor and I, I, I do some meditation. Um, I try to. Um, and, you know, I've set it down next to me and every day she comes over to try to look lick, lick at it when it's done. And, and to me, I, I enjoy it because we talked earlier about perseverance and the inability of giving up and, and just keeping trying and not letting failure meet tell you that it will never happen it's continuing to try and, and in a way her i mean it's been three and a half years of this like she still does it every day you talk about perseverance and you talk about not letting previous failures affect you and continuing to try i mean yes she's doing the same thing over and over that is the definition of what people call crazy a lot however <laughs> you can take it of just again that just, yeah, just, she still tries every morning. And I don't know, for me, for me, that's one of my weaknesses is perseverance. And so I, I actually enjoy witnessing it every day.
1: I love that lesson, but oh my God, please. sprinkle some magic in her life and let her lick it. Like every <laughs> once <of> in a while. <laughs> she's, going, she's going through the coronavirus lockdown too. Give her a lick.
0: <laughs> You're right. Poor thing. It's been three and a half years. She's not gotten an ounce of encouragement. <laughs> Bless your heart for still trying. (laughs) You said something that
1: really struck me. Um, Sorry, I know we're getting... Yeah, go ahead. Sure. But we're talking about um, realizing that what you say has a lot of weight with kids. Um, That scares the hell out of me. But it's so true because I remember specific things adults said that they probably didn't even mean to just mutter, but stayed with me and gave me like serious hangups for a long time. And so as an adult, I, God, I can't believe I'm an adult, but as an adult around children now, there is a responsibility to be careful and cognizant of your words because they do soak everything up. So yeah. I, can say I totally relate with you on that. Like, I want to make sure that I don't create any major hangups by saying some kind of stupid side anecdote that could stick with them forever. It's kind of freaky to think about it. <laughs>
0: It is. And again, to all the parents out there, this is the part-time aunt speaking. So we know as a parent, it's totally unreasonable to think that you can think of every freaking thing you say to a kid. Um, but for, for us, it is, it is an interesting concept, um, an interesting perspective, getting to look from the outside and, and, and sort of being the, the you know, non-full-time influence um, in kids' lives. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to be the cool ants, so we definitely can't screw
0: it up. Yeah. <laughs> I know my 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 nieces thank God, think God, think highly of me, and and I can't tell many times I think to myself, where did they get this perception of who I am from? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's a lot to live up to. <laughs>
1: oh, well, you're great. That's why.
0: Oh well, thank you. Um. So yeah, so anything else here? Um, it was a good chat today. Yeah, I, um, you know, I,
1: it's, again, it's, there's a lot going on in this world and I'm just grateful to have this time with you, Kim, and to have this time with Mr. Rogers. It seems silly, it but it's totally not. And it's helping me stay sane.
0: Thank you for saying that. I can't agree. I can't agree more. I feel the same way. It feels, um, it's good. It's a great sort of half an hour of episode, half hour of, of talking about it. Um, it, it, gives me the same, um, it's a good, it's a good light spot in my day. So appreciate it. Um, that does bring us to this bittersweet end of another week of doing Mr. Rogers, um, thank you Megan for continuing to, um, be such a great partner, um, in our conversations. Back
1: and, at him. Thank you. Well,
0: thank you. Um, and Mr. Rogers, of course, you never fail to amaze. Um, and thank you all for joining us again this week. We do enjoy the time together, and we certainly hope you do too. Um, so, in the spirit of the repetitive sign off, of which our own Mr. Rogers was so keen on himself, I leave you with one of, his, uh, one of our favorite quotes of his, um, which is You've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the world like you, and I like you just the way you are. There you have it, everybody. Take care of yourselves.